Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. It's your girl, Mel Mel. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Eugene Samuel. Hi, my name is Akil Johnson. Now, our quote for today says, True love is not a strong, fiery, impetuous passion. It is, on the contrary, an element calm and deep. It looks beyond mere externals and is attracted by qualities alone. It is wise and discriminating, and its devotion is real and abiding. By Ellen G. White. Now, for our conversation today, we're going to break it down to four parts. Number one, the promise. Number two, the instruction. Number three, the caution, the warning. You see, with every promise is a condition. And if you fulfill the condition, then God is morally obligated to come through on his part. And lastly, we'll be looking at the realities. Why are things the way they are? What are our relationships like? Why are marriages falling apart? Why are we failing to find the one? And so, once again, our subject is, who shall I marry? Now, we're going to begin with the promise. Now, Eugene, tell us about the promise. Genesis 2, verses 18, and it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that men should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. It's powerful. It's very powerful. Now, how do you feel about that? Tell us, Akil. Well, I think it shows that God pitied the solitude of Adam. He pitied the solitude of man. And you sort of think about it, you know, heaven, there were angels, so no one was alone in heaven. Mm -hmm. There was the Trinity, so even at the highest level of the hierarchy in heaven, no one faced loneliness. Yet Adam... Uh, faced loneliness and so he pitied the solitude of man it actually reminds me of ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 which says two is better than one mm. this is solomon mm. speaking two is better than one yes woe to him that is alone so he's saying not man isn't meant to be alone right mm. but it's interesting because Paul talks about some men being alone that it's better for their soul salvation that they be alone right. so in yeah. god's perfect plan he wanted every man to have somebody to some to have somebody to yeah. hold at night. You know, when the, <laughs> when the days get difficult. You know, yeah. he wanted some. He, he he intended for us to be social creatures and for everyone to have a partner. But because of the way sin has corrupted God's perfect plan, it is still his intention in that every person have somebody. But because of our corrupted and sinful nature, it is actually better for some people's soul salvation that they actually be alone or don't necessarily have a romantic partner than to have a romantic partner and lose out on the gift of salvation. But that's just like a very small few. But we know for majority of people, it's it's important that they not be alone. So when people talk about, oh, you know, I'm happy with Jesus alone, <laughs> that's just loneliness talking. We, right, know, right. we know that's just loneliness talking. Right. Don't get it twisted. Singleness is a good thing. That's a gift. Yes, it's a gift. Yes. You, you, you get to learn how to grow thing. by yourself and learn what you want and learn how, you know, you can be a better person to somebody. Exactly. How me and my singleness and you mm. and your singleness, how we can come together and be a blessing in our togetherness. Mm. But some yes. people like just yes. stay being by themselves like I'm happy with Jesus alone He's and, and the I point need. of singleness is for the benefit of 
the work of salvation. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not for you to be single in misery. Mm -hmm. It's, it's for singleness for the intent of yes. pushing the for word. You to grow. It's for, for you to grow, grow as mm -hmm. an individual so that you know yourself and sh be able to show that love when mm -hmm. it comes down to like, okay, I can go up to someone and be like, okay, look, this is how I love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you how I love. Yes, precisely, and the yeah. person can reciprocate right. that. Right? And it's really rough because some people, they say they don't want to be alone, but then they give themselves impossible standards in oh terms of the gosh. person that they need. <laughs> like he has to make 100K mm -hmm. a year. Yes. He has to be 6'3". Six, 6'7". Six, six, mm -hmm. My guy, okay? He has to have a, 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 a Mercedes Benz E-Class. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right thing. You know? He's got to be tall. He's got to be tall. man will treat you right. He has to love the Lord. You know, but... But on the flip side, there are people who undersell themselves. Mm -hmm. There are ones who oversell themselves, but then there's ones who undersell themselves. It's like, you know what you want. You get someone who probably doesn't fit what you want or what you expect. They don't give you what you expect, and now you're mad at them. But in reality, you should be mad at yourself because you are willing to settle for something Less. that you did not expect. Mm -hmm. And I think the question I'll pose is, Besides, you know, being tall and having a Mercedes Benz, what are the characteristics that we should use to kind of like tick mark to figure out, is this the person that is for me? Mm. I would say one would be like understanding. Because mm -hmm. like if you can't see your like understand what how it, like what another person's perspective is and be able to like compromise about like the things that they've done like for their they have faults they have things they mm -hmm. have baggage everybody right. has baggage of like things yeah. that happened before right but like if you can't understand the fact that this is what they've gone through and be like okay i'm willing to like be this person to help you grow then it kind of like changes the whole playing field like, but how whoa. far are you willing to compromise because what I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, what is the standard for you? What mm. is what sh what should be the standard for us? I think I think what we have to realize is that we set a standard for ourselves, and it doesn't mean we need to we we, we need to be able to be flexible. Not saying I'm going to throw this whole standard out, but mm. realize that maybe the standard isn't going to be fulfilled exactly in the, the way, way I want, I want it, to, it be. to be. Yes. Sometimes we say to God, "I want a 10. <laughs> These mm. are every. This is everything I wanted yes, at ten, yes. and you yourself are a five. Okay, mm, and exactly. God maybe maybe God wants to go you to be a seven, mm. and He wants to go somebody else to be a seven. seven yeah. And when you guys get together, you will grow to become yeah, tens. tens yes, you know, yes. and so there is there is that reality that you have to grow together. God isn't going to send you your perfect person, especially if you are not ready. Well, you're a perfect person because you'll have all this love and not know what to do with it Come but on. the reality is yes. that you have to know what your non-negotiables are mm -hmm. like for me you have to love god period you know period <laughs> okay Exclamation what does mark. it look like to love god because there's a lot of people who say okay i love god or i go to church and i think that especially as christian young people mm -hmm. that's where we kind of like uh get lost where yeah. we find these people's for women, you find these men and you're like, okay, he goes to church or he talks about God on the phone or he's encouraging me. But then as time goes on, you realize this is not, you kind of almost like there's a mm -hmm. conviction in you that's saying this person is not it. And the not it part isn't necessarily about the money and whatnot, but you feel like what they are doing in their lives, their lifestyle is not in harmony with what you believe. Mm -hmm. And it's pull, instead of pulling you closer to God, it's pulling you away from God. So what does it look like to find someone who loves God? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, <clears throat> you can't really... Some people 
they can fake what a, a relationship with God, but when you get to know somebody intimately, it will become evident pretty quickly whether or not they actually have a Ooh, true relationship. But what is with that? Like, let's just break that down. What does that look? Like? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Say we can say it, but I would it's, say it's like a yearning, like mm-hmm. a want, like a. Dis- I want to discover. Mm-hmm. I don't know the word for that. The but willingness. Yeah, mm-hmm. the willingness. Like the both of you should be able to discuss God. You should be able to to see or even to just feel that this person is in commune with the Father, that they have spiritual convictions, that they read their Bible, that they pray, that yes. they're, they're willing to have conversations that are difficult. Mm-hmm. They're willing to search after and yearn after God. Yeah. All of these things, you can't fake. You can... No, you you know, you have to have a love for God that just radiates out of you because when you and the master are in tune, it just becomes a nature, a natural part of who you are. Ah, that's and what I was so, looking And so for, if, you can't yes. get, if you can't sense it out of somebody, maybe they're, they're either going through a struggle in their relationship with God, which will also be evident, which isn't a bad thing, but it's better to struggle with God than to struggle by yourself. You know, mm. so <laughs> if they're either struggling by themselves or they just genuinely don't have a relationship yeah. uh, with God. And, you know, for me, like I don't, I don't. I'm not saying you have to be Adventist. It'd be preferable. It'd be better. <laughs> but if you love God, we can worry about the semantics of how you love God. Yeah. You know, as, as we go as, along. As we go along, you know, because maybe you don't have that light to understand that on the Sabbath day God rested. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't have that light to understand that you know unintelligible tongues is actually not what it means when God says the gift of tongues. Or yeah. maybe you don't understand that infant baptism is not the will of God. You know, all of these things are just semantics. The most important thing is that you have a love for God and then it's a genuine love for God and it's a relationship that you personally have. As long as you have that, we can build. There are people who profess to love God. They do the work of God. They they're oh, they have emo you can see the emotion when they worship, mm-hmm. but they don't have the lifestyle. And I think a Jeez. lot of the times in relationships, <laughs> you're willing to compromise at, on uh, the person's lifestyle. Because you're looking at the outward, like, oh, they at least they have the willingness to. But if it ends at willingness, and then the person no is not godly. Mm-hmm. No. Like, transformation, there has to be some type of transformation and change. And so, a lot of times in relationships, we fall in love with the potential of somebody being something. You need to assume when you meet somebody that this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that there's no room for growth. No. But what you are being given is what you will get forever, is what you're assuming. You get what I'm saying? So if you meet someone, you say it's not about the semantics. Okay, you are falling in love with the potential that eventually because they have the willingness and are open to and love God and go to church, they're open to following um, those orders Mm -hmm. and those commands. Mm -hmm. If they never meet them, then later on, five years later, you're going to be frustrated and say, this is not what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. But in fact, you did. You signed up for exactly what it was. And so all I'm saying is I think... There's a huge, there's a very thin line between, I'm not saying you got to find perfection. I'm not saying that you got to find someone who's, who's keeping every commandment of God, because I'm not, I'm not perfect either. But there is a level of your knowledge of Christ must also be seen on the outside. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you, if that person falls short of that, because there's only one, there's only one way to know a true child of God, and the Bible says it alone. He who loves me does what? keeps my my commandments Mm -hmm. anything outside of that you fall short and it's not to say you won't fall but you fall and you get right back up but if Mm -hmm. you're already not practicing this lifestyle then i'm just going to fall in love with the potential that you're going to be there eventually if you don't that's on me that's not on you 
you've never changed. You've been the same since the beginning. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I think that relates back to what I was saying. That, you know, th- it just radiates out of you. You know, yeah. if someone genuinely loves the Lord, you know, it's one thing to see it in church. You know, you can make it, yes. you can fake it till you make it. But when you get to know someone intimately, it will, there's one of two things will either happen. You will get to know them on an intimate level to either know for yourself that they love God or they don't have a relationship with God. Uh, or you can love God and may not have a relationship. So that they, so I'll rephrase it to say that you'll get to know them and know that they either have a relationship or don't have a relationship with God. Mm. Or B, they'll keep you to a certain distance when it comes to God and that'll just set you off uncomfortably. Like I, I can't really imagine someone who's level-headed looking for something serious yes. to be in a relationship with somebody who isn't really trying to let you in on their spiritual life because, mm. you know. Question that no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, okay, so why are you being so <laughs> sus about this, bro? <laughs> why don't like, you, why, don't, can, why can't we pray together? It's like that one conversation that we had one time. It's like when you, when you, when you know somebody has passed passionate about something Mm -hmm. and then like as they go on with that passion they grow you see the development right you can't be stagnant you can't be you you can't be stagnant right and like for people that are stagnant that means they're not as passionate about that but whatever it is that they're doing but when you see that passion in somebody and like the growth is there you're like hey no there's no way without a doubt that this person is like uh, like off of course of what he's doing Mm. so now let's move on to the instruction what's it so now we have the promise mm-hmm. that he's definitely going to find you someone now what is the instruction that he, he gives to us well this is like an instruction slash promise at the same time and it says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the lord and so the instruction is the finding right so mm-hmm. um i think it's very important to make it be known that women do not find. They are to be sought after. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Finds and the promise is he obtains favor from the Lord. Good now, man. I might submit that the Bible tells us that he who finds a wife uh, finds a good thing. But I, I, I might not submit to the idea <laughs> that he must find the wife you know or that it is or that he is responsible to do the search all it says is that he who finds a <laughs> but, wife but sometimes sometimes a wife seeking. sometimes a wife just pops up in front of it's you, you know? sometimes she presents herself to you sometimes you know she she may go after what she wants and then he realizes oh shoot bro this is a, a diamond to, in the rough but for her to pop up you still have to seek her you get what i'm saying yeah, you I mean, still have to want something in order mm-hmm. to receive it. You don't just receive but something without wanting. But things come to those who wait. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. I'm just, I'm just, I just think you know that there are. I have heard of women who have gone after men, and they both end up being happy. They're married, have children. So she found what she what she what wanted. She was wanting, yeah. And the realities were for the guy, like you know, this was what this wasn't what he was interested in. Mm-hmm. But after some time of like talking with this woman and he sees that and see yeah. he realized his eyes were open and realized, oh shoot, this, this is, is it. This is this is my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, but he yes, didn't go yes. looking after yeah, he her. Looking she came her, looking for him, but he found a, a wife, wife and found a good thing. <laughs> but okay, that's a very strong point. I think then it's emphasizing the role and the importance of a grounded man in God. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And that's what it's that's what the verse is talking about. It's not necessarily like you're saying, it's not necessarily like you're seeking and a woman can't look woman should just sit there and just wait. No, it's talking about how just like the fall. 
Sin entered the world because a man decided to put a family member before God. Mm -hmm. And so now that responsibility was given by the man. That itself is deep. Like it is really Eve deep. made whoa. the per a perfect... That's another podcast. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> like that alone, I'm just like, uh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like Eve made the decision to go wayward. She was given instruction. And Adam actually sat and thought, I know this is wrong. Mm -hmm. I know. And Ellen, like, G. White, I don't even Ellen, want to. Ellen G. White tells us that, you know, in her book of the early writings, she tells us that she saw the countenance of Adam and yes. Adam knew what yes. Eve had done. And Adam knew that Eve was Because condemned. he loved her so much. But because he loved her mm. so much, he made the decision mm. to eat the apple and to go down with her. Now that yes. Adam is the OG ride you know, or die. Say, okay? He's the say, OG ride or die. I'm literally about to say. Because but not if we're both eternally condemned. No. Yeah. We I want mean, to ride or die if we're like, going to heaven. To men, to men, he's like, yo, like, you're a hero. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a, a hero, hero. My guy, bro. But yo, you <laughs> kind of, you messed you know, up the whole thing. I, I can understand. I could, I could understand for Adam <laughs> because, you know, he, this was the first woman ever. First woman ever made. He'd never seen another woman. Right. So there was nothing to compare it to. Compared to yeah, he, exactly. he, he's like, in his mind, what could get better than Eve? There was nothing better than right. Eve. So if he thought he was going to lose it, 100%. He was like, if I'm going to lose it, I might as well go, go with, with her, it. bro. You yeah. know, I'm but now look at the, um, look at the, what, what are the, the consequences mm -hmm. that came afterwards. Mm -hmm. He put man as the head because yeah. he understood that Adam knew it was wrong. He wasn't going to make that decision. And so when that, the verse says, he who finds a wife, it's talking about the importance of the man leading and being mm -hmm. grounded in God. It's only when you're in harmony with God's will that you will know that this is the one and you will find the good thing. That's Anything correct. out of the bounds of God's word and will as a man and you're not, you don't have that, that um, solid foundation, you are bound to find something that is not good mm -hmm. and you will not find favor from the Lord. Now, from my understanding of the verse, maybe I'm wrong, you guys can let me know. Uh, it's not saying that you will find a girl, she becomes a girlfriend, and then she'll be a wife. It's actually, um, it's implying that when you find her, she's already a wife. Mm -hmm. Not in the sense that you're married now, but she has characteristics that make it a good thing, that already makes her a wife. So yeah. what are those things as a young man when you're out there searching, what are those things that you're looking for, those characteristics or whatever it is, values, whatever it may be, that you're looking for that makes this person eligible to be a wife? Mm. Well, in my experience, it's more of, it's more like... When I see her, if I see that she's nurturing, when she's mm. around other children, mm. well, when she's around children, mm -hmm. or like, and the fact that she can like take care of a home, she can show me that she's nurturing in a way that shows me that when it comes down to- She can build a mean? home. Yes, she can build a home. Yes. That's literally, that's what I'm trying to say. The fact that she can build a home and like keep it so that we're all together is very powerful to me. And what about you, Akil? What, what is a good thing? When what? you look at it, you said, this is my wife. Mm -hmm. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think the, you, you have to see yourself being able to build a life with this person. This person should help you become a better person. And the two of you should become better Christians, grow deeper in Christ. And you really want to find someone who... Like you just want to give them more and more. And sometimes that you can't really describe what you want to do or you, or not because it's 
suspectful or anything. I'm just saying you can't describe because you just have so much love for them. You just mm. you, you, your body and your your mind and your spirit just wants to give so much to that person and you know that when you're around this person that, you know, angels are singing and yes, uh, you know yes. you, you have mm. to feel yeah. that love but you also have to know <laughs> that it's there and know that you guys can work together, mm-hmm. that you can problem solve you've seen each other angry and know what you guys are at the worst states when you're angry and you're sad but you also know what you guys are when you're both happy you both also need to have goals that can work together mm. you know you yeah. can't yes, want to be yes. you That's can't want to be a true. coal miner and she wants That's to be an astronaut true. exactly y'all will never see each other because you'll get lost you know yeah facts bro you'll get lost because yeah. as soon as you start to be like oh no i want this for myself mm-hmm. but that's the root of that is selfishness because mm-hmm. I feel like you could still think differently. Like I mean, one- it's also I think to myself like God may ordain you both to have different paths, right? You know, and if you have a different path, you know, maybe that person just meant to be there for a season, not for eternity. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying you know? is, you can have different paths, but the the whole oneness is a oneness of mind and of thinking. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. willing to work with one another and incorporate compromise. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's important. Mm-hmm. It's not that we have to now make sure that we manufacture ourselves so that we're like right on top of each other doing the exact same things. No. no. When we make decisions, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give in. You're willing to give in. We yeah, both compromise. feel comfortable. But I, I, yeah. I really do think from a logistical standpoint, like some goals just can't work together. Yes, of no. course. Even if you course. make compromise. So yeah. you, you have to be able to, you guys have to, you have to be able to work towards a common goal and yes. your life goals have to have some sort of flexibility and bendability to them, even if they may be different. But if your life goals are completely Be-be, different, yeah. completely opposite, like there's no way the two can intersect or, no, no, or meet no. together That's that true. it works out for both of you, then that might be a sign that you're, that, 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 that they're not meant to be together. Yeah. Now we're looking at the warning. So the warning comes to us from Second Corinthians Corinthians 6 verse 14 if you ever get the chance to read it you should read the entire verse from uh, or entire the rest of the story from yes. 14 right to 18 because it really helps make it you know really refined mm. uh, but for purposes of this conversation it's just verse 14 which says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness mm. and so that's the verse and the cost comes from an understanding that a good person has more chances of being corrupted than a bad person does of becoming good. Mm. Say, the, say that again. Say that one more time. Understanding. Repeat it. So good people yes. have higher chances of becoming corrupted then bad people have chances of becoming good. Mm. And the reality is like when you've been good and you, you know, you know, good is obviously it is objective in some lights and it's also subjective in other lights, you know, but you don't have to get into that. But, you know, if you've been good the entirety of your life and you're not into all these other things that other people are, the moment you get down that path, it's much harder to come back, back to, where you to were. the path yeah. that is straight and narrow yeah. when you've been on the path that is wide and short. Because mm. you see. You see and you feel and you taste like, this is not too bad. You yes, know? Yes. I was suffering over there <laughs> on another path. And versus someone who's been in this badness all their life, if they've not been convicted or if they've not been converted to mm. really find something better, yes. how are you going to bring them over to this to this path? Um, Especially if God is not in mm, your, your attempt life. to convert them 
to become a better person. And so sometimes we have this ideal, you know, like, you know, we're, we're I, I, I've seen it in church all the time. You know, we grow up in church and we've sort of been sheltered from the world. And then we yeah. say to ourselves, let's become a little bit more like the world. Let's, you know, go out there and, and dabble in the world. Mm. And you say to yourself, I'm just going to dabble in the world and I'm going to come, come on back. back to God, you know? I'm like, <laughs> no, but honestly, you're right. You're right, 100%. Because, like, as like as we've, as we've all grown in the church mm-hmm. and everything, like, I've always been, like, I don't want to say jealous because I don't want to be, like, envious of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've always, seen, I've always seen, like, people that are coming from the outside mm-hmm. and coming into the church. They're like, bro, their spirit is, like, they're, they're zealous. Yeah. They're, they're on deep. fire. I'm like, yo, how come I don't feel like that? that Why way. is it that every time I come here, I always, I'm always like, I don't want to be here. Mm, <laughs> I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And then I go outside. I'm like, okay, ah, yes, mm. you okay, get, and you know, nice, but it's you know? very interesting because when you think in that light, oh, I'm just gonna go enjoy the world for a little bit and then come on back to God. Sometimes you actually get distracted or literally pulled in by the world, yes. and you forget God being at the forefront of your mind. We you forget that plan that you had made that you were gonna dabble in the world for yes. a little bit, however a little bit is, and then come back to God. You forget that entire plan. So, but when these people who have never met God mm-hmm. in the world come and they like they they get that spirit and they're they're just on fire like because they under, and they understand darkness, mm-hmm. so they. You know, when they don't. get the light, you're like, I don't want to ever leave the light. Mm-hmm. And it's a good point that you just touched on because there are people who will tie hands, who will get into relationships with people who are so distant from God. And you find yourself now lacking zeal. You don't want to be in the attendance of God's people. You don't want to do church work anymore. You don't pray. You're not in daily communion because that person's, that relationship you have with that person is not pulling you away from God. And so you have to ask yourself a question when you're in a relationship. One, does it connect me closer to God or does it bring me further? And if it brings you further, it's not it. Mm-hmm. It's when you're willing to compromise and be in tight hands with someone who doesn't, who's not necessarily a believer you will lose your way because you start, it says by beholding, you become changed. Mm-hmm, just by right. seeing, just being around by beholding, it. beholding, you become. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so they have good intentions for you. Your boyfriend, girlfriend, yes, loves you, wants the best for you, but the best based on what they believe. Mm-hmm. And that might be out of the bounds of God's word, right? <laughs> so why do you think people choose their way and not God's way? Well, what do you think is the underlying issue, like the real deal when it comes to choosing your spouse? Why do we move before God? I think the reality is, is that God's way, even though sweeter and better for us, yes. longer. is longer and mm, harder. Longer. It's longer and harder. Because the moment you start to be like, okay, no, nah, I want a girlfriend today. <laughs> but no, you should wait. So you want the, we want the commitment. That's why sometimes we'll tie, we'll literally be in relationships with people we don't want. And we know this is not the one, but you're not willing to get rid of the, you want the attachment. Mm-hmm. You like the idea of it, even though this might not be it and you're willing to settle. And the other and thing crazy. is we're not willing to like heal from our, our past. Yeah. Everybody's like, some people are like, oh no, like even though I'm so insecure about all these things that happened to me before and I'm just going to bring it all over. Yeah. To like my some, new people relationship. Just, some people just, some people take it like Russian roulette in a relationship, yeah. not in a relationship, in a relationship. <laughs> Out of the relationship. Next guy, yeah. this is my like, fourth crazy. boyfriend this <laughs> month, you yes. know? It's, and you're like, whoa, just take some time. And you have a pool time. of damaged people because yeah. hurt people hurt people. Singleness is a thing. You have to be single. <laughs> yeah, and you have to take time. Take time to like 
really appreciate who you are to grasp what you learned and to figure out how you can be better. And yeah. I tell people all the time, yes. I would rather be alone mm. by myself and happy, and happy, happy. with Jesus Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> than to be in a relationship and have hell in my life. It's the one, it's the one time that you get to clean yourself off and, and like be like, <laughs> hey, no, off, get I'm going to be a new person. And if I'm going to be a new person for it, myself. I think that's the source of clinginess and like people who like have attachment issues because mm. if you can't be happy by yourself oh. how are you gonna be happy with somebody else yes I'm you can't even be happy it, by your lonesome i'm sad to say but like sometimes it's, it's really like a psychological psychological thing where mm -hmm. it hits you from like when you were a kid yeah yeah and yeah, it's, yeah. And it, and like it's yeah. crazy when you think of it like that because like then they're like oh snap like this person went through traumatic experience yeah. because they didn't have a father they didn't have mm -hmm. a mother their father their parents used to beat them this yeah. that this that like it's it's, it's but it's i kinda, think healing starts with too. accepting your emotions mm -hmm. if you're not like if i'm hurt yes let's go through the hurt trust the process like mm -hmm. don't try to like uh, shorten the pain mm -hmm. by jumping into a relationship. You're yeah, still going to, to feel. You can't yes. numb emotions. Look in the mirror. I'm <laughs> beautiful. I'm hurt today. <laughs> cry it out. You know what yes. I mean? I'm and beautiful. People, people I am smart. That is why I... You know, I also feel, referring back to what we talked about earlier in terms of men not meant to be alone, I don't think that verse is just meant to talk about romantically, that man is not meant to be alone. But I also think, you know, so friendships, sure. you're meant to oh, yeah. be among people. Again, that's why this verse talks about, you know, what place does light have with darkness? Yes. It's not just about romantic people yes. corrupting each other. It's about mm -hmm. your friends corrupting one another. So in these moments and times when you're trying to find that person and you need to be by yourself, sometimes you need friends of good cheer and good measure to help encourage yes. you, to help bring you back onto the path. Because if I didn't have my friends in my life during the the dark moments after relationships it would have been hard it would have been, been so rough you know it would have been it would have been much worse so rough. and who knows who knows if it would have gotten any better but so you know you need to have good friends who love God as well and help bring you to the place that need to be to allow you to deal yes. with the issues that you have and to deal with and yes. like I want to say that like if sometimes your friends just aren't qualified enough to help you. No. It's okay to go after a psychologist, sort of find a, a psychiatrist, find somebody, a counselor, a professional, somebody yeah. professional who can who you can talk with and just give it all to, you know? You know, that can complement your daily prayers and your your time spent going with God, being upset with God. But go through that process, get healed. You Before may, you move on. Yeah, and, and you may people. not even get fully healed 100 percent but you might become get to a better place exactly. where you're like, okay, I'm better now. And then you get into another relationship. And that person helps you to get better or helps you to grow. I, I, I'm, a, I'm in favor of thinking, you know, you can't grow by yourself. You can't get no, better you can't. by yeah. yourself. You need people, you need people. Yeah. and no they're different what, levels. No matter what aspect of life you're talking about, yeah. business, friendship, mm -hmm. you have to grow. Yes, somebody, Either somebody's going to teach you something or mm -hmm. you're going to just receive something from somebody. I need you and you, you need, need me, me, you know? Yeah. Together like, we can be happy. We can't we can't make it by yourself. Really? You know? like, the only person who ever had to do something by himself was named Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody. Yes. Yeah. One of our main issues when we're trying to find the one is not trusting ourselves with God. Mm -hmm. oh, 100%. We don't trust God. Oh, 100%. We don't trust our lives in God's hands. We trust lust more than we God. Yes, yeah, we do. We like, you know what? Impetuous my, passion. My head is thinking one thing, but like, my... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to mm -hmm. stop right there. We let our body parts <laughs> do the thing. Temptation is a so the, thing, people. The oh, and I'll tell you, sometimes you're like, if you've never been tempted or never fallen for temptation, you're like, I can handle the temptation. You know, what? go there all like... What? Uh, you, what's the word I'm looking for? You go there, you know... <laughs> overly confident. Overly confident, you know... Uh, 
optimistic, you know, a babe. And then temptation <laughs> double slaps you, bro. Like, slaps you this way and slaps yep. you that way. You're like, shh. And, and it's reminding you that you do not have the strength. Yes. You do not. And that Keep your strength comes from God. Because if it was not for the grace of God. <laughs> and that's Lord what faith knows. is. Faith is giving Lord ownership knows. to God. Mm-hmm. And once we, we accept that and he has control over our lives, We'll be in the path where now he can move along beside, behind, before us to lead us to people, whether it's friendship, whether it's mm-hmm. a relationship, marriage, to places and have people in our lives that are supposed to be there. That will mm-hmm. bring us peace. He said, my blessings do not come with sorrow. Yes. So you find yourself in relationships where, okay, it seems like he's ticking off the marks, but I'm so unhappy. It may just be that that's not God's will for your life because mm-hmm. his blessings do not come with sorrow they come with problems yes. oh, yeah. but you'll have peace through the storm god is not expecting us to go through as much people as we can mm-hmm. until we find the one mm-hmm. i don't know that's that's, that's human that's the, that's the way the world thinks like mm-hmm. i need experience yeah no it's really intense no you need to trust him walk mm-hmm. with him enjoy your singleness in growing with him like i said he'll put you in alignment mm-hmm. but to think that you got to put yourself in circumstances mm-hmm. that'll keep eating at you and taking little bits of you as you go on mm-hmm. um and then say that he's going to lead me to the right person eventually, I think it's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Take time. Trust him. How many people are you going to go through? How much mm-hmm. pain are you going to go through till you find the one? Yes. We're not, How long will not, you continue to ignore God before you're like, God, let me put my life into your hands yes. and then find a perfect peace that surpasses your all understanding. understanding. You know, yes. it's, that's why I said people, you know, as much as I make it a joke, I, I, I do say people like, this is a personal <laughs> ministry. This is a personal, personal ministry. ministry. Yes, you do because say that. you're Come you're on. ministering to people's personal needs mm. in a personal way. Yes. Because we serve a personal God, God. Yes. who's doing things personally. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a personal ministry. And when you move from being single to being in a relationship and then move from being in a relationship to being married, mm. you'll realize that the personal ministry only gets more, more intense yes. oh yeah and it yeah. gets more beautiful yeah you know i just i'm so excited i know one day that i'll get married and i'll i will shout glory to god hallelujah somebody you know because it's gonna be it's gonna be it's great I'm gonna, think, I'm gonna think to myself yeah i went through all these struggles all these ways people all these experiences to get to my 10 wow. <laughs> okay so we've covered the promise we've covered the instruction mm-hmm. the caution the warning and um we talked about the realities of everything in between there, mm-hmm. you know, and and so it brings us to the end of our discussion. Like we said at the beginning, when you meet the condition, God is morally obligated to come through on his part. You must trust yourself with God. We hope that you learned something from it. We want you to keep the conversation going. Tell us, you know, let us know down below in the comments. Let us know. Who shall you marry? What are the characteristics of somebody who is a good wife, who is a good husband? What are you looking for? What are the issues or, yeah, what are the issues and situations that we put ourselves in? How are they a hindrance to our spiritual growth and finding that person? Um, We talked about healing. Are you healed? Or are we just taking our baggage from the last relationship into the next? All these things. Let us know. Keep the conversation going. So we just want to thank our very special, amazing guest, Mr. Akil Johnson. We are so happy to have you today. It remains a pleasure. I'm glad I could have been here. And I'm glad we could have had these conversations. All the way from Ottawa. All the way from the nation's capital. Uh, How's Trudeau? uh, Well, you know, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) But, you know, it was good to be here. Yes, it was very vibrant, real, genuine, authentic. 
authentic, powerful discussion. I think it's really important for us to sit and talk about these things, learn from one another. Um, no, it is really. Yeah. You know, thank you to my co-host, Mr. Uh, Eugene Samuels. Mr. Eugene Samuels. My, um, we hope that man. you learned a lot. <laughs> we thank you for tuning in and watching. Make sure to subscribe, like, and comment. It's your girl, Mel Mel, and this is I Testify Conversation Station. <laughs>